What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? This is the Overthinking MTG podcast, the show that's unscripted and unedited, where we look at an individual magic card and talk about it for a little bit too long. I'm your host, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we're doing more Strixhaven spoilers because now the entire set has been leaked, leaked, it's been released to the world, been let free, if you will, for us to enjoy and brew around and whatnot, and so there's one particular card that really caught my attention and has my imagination flowing, and I thought, hey, let's talk about it for at least 10 minutes, and that card is, drumroll please, Demigoth Titan. And of course, I don't know why I act as though there's any suspense there. You've seen this episode title. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, Demigoth Titan. Whenever Demigoth Titan attacks or blocks, sacrifice a creature. Okay, and so that's not a particularly great ability. This Also, it's a demon, but here's the part that's exceptional. It costs four hybrid Golgari, so hybrid black-green, and four of those. Okay, mana, total mana value, or converted mana cost, if you will, of four for an 11-10. This is possibly the single largest creature to mana cost value that I've personally ever seen, with the exception of, never mind, Phyrexian Dreadnought comes to mind. It's a 13-13 for one, but you gotta jump through some hoops to make that thing work. But Demigoth Titan, you also have to jump through some hoops to make it work, but that's only if you want to attack or block. And all you have to do is sacrifice a creature, which if you're like me and you're playing Golgari colors anyway, you're going to want to sacrifice creatures anyway, because that's something that the color does all the time. And in these colors, in Strixhaven specifically, there are a lot of abilities that create pest creature tokens, which are little one ones that when they die, you gain a life. So you get a benefit to them dying. So you straight up want to sacrifice stuff. And so that's if you want to use Demigoth Titan to attack or block, which naturally the thing is freaking huge, so you want to do that. Also keep in mind, whenever Demigoth Titan attacks or blocks, you sacrifice a creature. It does not say sacrifice another creature, which means that if Demigoth Titan is your only creature, you do have to sacrifice it to its own ability. And that's the way that it stays in check. Because if it said sacrifice another creature, it's just, okay, this is my only creature, but I'm still swinging with an 11 power creature every single turn, which, you know, obviously they don't want to do that. And so they did hamper it by letting it sacrifice itself to itself. The idea that which, you know, I read that as it gets hungry and if it, you know, gets too po- or gets gets too hungry and can't be satiated in one way or another, it just pieces out, I guess. Well, I mean, it dies. So it devours itself or dies of starvation, I guess, would be the other way to looking at it, which is kind of a bummer now that I think about it. Anyway, let's not think about that too hard. So this is... I, I love this card. I think Demogoth Titan is super duper fun. It, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. The one thing that's really important to note is it does not have evasion in any way. It doesn't have trample. It doesn't have menace. It doesn't have flying. It doesn't have, um, I mean, any, you know, no protection. It's completely blockable. This is a very chump blockable creature. So one very simple way to leverage this is by giving it trample in some way or giving it unblockable in some way. Um, so strapping a Satessan training to it or Rancor, if you're in older formats, all of a sudden gives you the opportunity to trample with it. Great. There's nothing wrong with that application as long as you have bodies that you can sacrifice to it later on. But there are a couple of other things you can do with it too, because once you have that 1110 body, 
you only have to sacrifice if you want to attack or block. And there is another card in Strixhaven that combos beautifully with this that came up actually on my stream the morning uh, that I'm recording this. Um, and I I'm sorry that I can't give credit where credit's due. I don't recall uh, who mentioned it. But uh, a member of my chat mentioned Tend the Pests, which is an instant for black-green as an additional cost to cast the spell Sacrifice a Creature. Create X-1-1 black and green pest creature tokens with when this creature dies you gain one life where x is the sacrificed creature's power so what you do is you play demigoth titan on turn four don't attack or block with it and then immediately on turn five play 10 the pests and you create 11 one one black green pest creature tokens that's on, on turn five. You have 11 one ones on turn five. And this is a this a two-card combo that you can pull off in limited. So that's really cool. Now, granted, one's a rare and one's an uncommon. So the chances of you actually getting this in limited and actually being able to pull it off, not amazing, but still not impossible. That's all I want to say. It's not impossible. But wait there's more because now once we have 11 one one black and green pest creature tokens what the heck are we going to do with those because i mean we can just attack with them because they're little bodies and when when they go squish we gain one life so that's not we don't care about them surviving very long um and they're great sack fodder if we have another demigoth titan for example uh so that's always nice but there's another card that's also in strixhaven that combines beautifully with these two cards so Let's take a step back. So Demigoth Titan, turn four. Turn five, you cast 10 the Pest, sacrifice Demigoth Titan. You now have 11 one, one Pest creature tokens. And there's also a card, another uncommon, called Plum the Forbidden, which is an instant for two. So we can cast this on turn five, the same turn that we cast 10 the Pest. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice one or more creatures. When you do, copy this spell for each creature sacrificed this way. So we have 11 creatures. We can sacrifice 11 creature tokens. You draw a card and lose one life. Now, each time the pests die, you gain one life. And so what that would do is on turn five, you draw 11 cards. How awesome is that? Now, granted, you have to have some kind of payoff to do something with it. But at the end of the day, you just get access to 11 cards. And I love that. I think that that's a really cool combo. At the end of the day, that's not going to win you the game. I mean, but the other cool thing about it is you can stop this combo at any point. You know, you can use 10 the pests on another creature so that you can keep swinging with Demigoth Titan. That's one option that you have access to. You can also simply sacrifice Demigoth Titan to 10 the pests, get 11 one ones and just beat face for the remainder of the game, which if you're unlimited, that's probably the best way to go because those little one ones, your opponent's probably going to block some of them. Them, but they can't block all of them in all likelihood just because that's a ton of tokens and that's just fantastic and then you combine that with any kind of combat tricks or any kind of ways to pump your team and all of a sudden that's going to provide some pretty great some pretty great advantage the other cool thing about demigoth titan that i really enjoy is going back to the original card that really inspired this episode is the, the fact that its mana is completely hybrid, that's something that we saw first in Throne of Eldraine, and there's a lot of elements of that that actually, there's a lot of elements of Throne of Eldraine that overshadowed some of the cool little innovations, and one of the things that we saw was four-color hybrids, um, like Lockmere Dragon, for, or Lockmere Dragon, is that the one? No, Dragon of the Lock, I think it was. There was a an Is It Dragon that was something of the lock, um, 
in any event and it had Lockmere Drake maybe anyway I'm gonna that's gonna bug me but it um it was for generic or it was for hybrid is it and then we also had covetous urge which was for hybrid Demir and that was something that we saw quite a bit in Eldraine I thought that was a really cool way of having mono colored payoffs in two different colors simultaneously uh without it going into colorless territory i thought that was a really cool elegant solution for that because eldrin was supposed to be a mono color draft environment or at least that was one of the themes that they were really pushing with which is why the castles all um reward you for having one land of the other type but but with demigoth titan we see that same kind of philosophy where this could be green or it could be black but it's best if it's going to be black and green if you're in two colors because then you don't have to you, you're not stuck with anything. Um, the the other like I just think it's cool. So in mono green decks I could run Demogoth Titan. In mono black decks I could run Demogoth Titan. And in both situations we have seen other cards where all they are is big, and it has provided some pretty intense gameplay. In the case of green we have Lovestruck Beast. It is a five five for three with a downside. And it's one of the strongest cards in the meta right now. This is an 11-10 for four with a downside. Now, just think about that for a second. A 5-5 for three with one mile downside of having to have a 1-1 in order to attack with it. Well, and actually Demogoth Titan is similar in that you need something small in order to attack with it. Granted, you sacrifice the thing, but still. And then the other, in black, the other card that we have is Rotting Regisaur from M20, I believe it was, which was a 7-6 for 3 with a downside where you had to discard a card uh, during your turn. Now, that card wasn't quite, when that card first got spoiled, everyone thought, oh my goodness, the sky is falling, the world will never be the same, this is the greatest card ever. Um, Wizards, what's wrong with you? And what it actually it ended up being is a really solid role player in mono black aggro. That's what it ended up being. But again, that's a 7-6 for 3. This is an 11-10 for 4. You can, you know, if you can staple some kind of evasion onto this thing, you put your opponent on a two-turn clock right out the gate. That's impressive, and that's just scratching the surface. So, this card is just big. It's ultimately just big. It also presents a sacrifice outlet. You know, those little, the, those pests, for example, give you a benefit every time they die. Those aren't the only example of creatures that give you some kind of benefit when they die. Even actually looking at some lore hold cards, there are a number of cards with plus one, plus one counters on them that when they die, those counters get to go over to something else. Um, lore hold, and actually, I'm sorry, that that's, lore hold deals with graveyard action, um, and actually... If I'm not mistaken, there are some Silver Quill cards that do something similar, where creatures have plus one, plus one counters on them, and when they die, they move to something else. And so those are situations in which having a Demogoth Titan on board means you get to sacrifice things. Sometimes that can be a tremendous advantage. Not to mention in older formats like Historic, where sacrifice decks that are historic, or I mean, some, I mean, there is a version in standard of Jun Sacrifice, as I understand. Not quite as good without the Mayhem Devil, but, um, you know, Jun Sacrifice is a historic viable deck right now, as is Rakdos Sacrifice, from what I understand. Both of those decks could leverage Demogoth Titan to pretty great effect, because you have things like Mayhem Devil, where whenever a, whenever something is sacrificed, it deals one damage to any target. 
that's just awesome. And Demigoth Titan gives you something to sacrifice to. Um, not to mention, I know those that deck is currently running Korvald. Now, I don't know that Demigoth Titan is good enough to unseat Korvald as the um, the value engine that it is, because Korvald is just incredible. Yeah, Korvald, Faker's King. Um, but Demigoth Titan is at least in the discussion. Like it's It's one of those cards that you might as well think about putting it in there. There might be an opportunity to put it in some variant of that deck. And I just find that intriguing. And needless to say, this card has got my my mojo flowing, if you will. I like it quite a bit. Anyway, thank you for hanging out. This has been great. Um, if you enjoyed what you see, please don't hesitate to subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening on, listening on your favorite podcasting app, please rate and review the show. Uh, it really helps out. Get Spread the word and get more get more eyes and ears on the on the channel and that means the world so thank you so much i appreciate you you can also catch me on twitch twitch.tv slash hamhocks 42 thank you so much don't forget you're a good person and you deserve to be happy i'll catch you next time